Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. You can learn more about me and the uh, Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. Now, folks, I'm so glad to hear with me, have here with me today my guest, Emma Jane Taylor, who is going to be sharing with us about her journey, really journeying from this place of denial to silence to breaking the silence. And we're going to talk a lot today about how to go about sharing uh, your story and doing that in a safe way. So what's really so for Emma Jane is growing up, she was often told that she was a failure, she was going nowhere, and had been kind of labeled as a juvenile delinquent, which, you know, those are my favorite kind of people, quite frankly. (laughs) But it can be really debilitating. So, you know, having that, you know, label placed on her by the age of 13, Oh, you know, that really led, um, you know, her on her road of, you know, struggle and, uh, you know, mental health trauma and um, child sexual trauma. 
And the good news is they were very, very wrong because you all, we are in the midst of a badass today. She has gone on to, you know, create her own success using therapy and support, of course, and fitness and well-being and writing. She's now the founder of The Works Co., a series of lifestyle businesses that she founded over 25 years ago. She's an advocate. She's a voice on the subject of child sex abuse, speaker, author. She has this amazing book, Don't Hold Back, that I encourage you to go out and get. And she's also very recently launched the Project 9010, which is a charity that's being set up to reduce child sex abuse through education, knowledge, awareness, and research. So Emma Jane, I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you today. Welcome to Beyond Surviving. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So one of the things that we um, talked about is, you know, you shared with me that it's, um, you know, your your journey of healing um, has come about through, you know, having therapy and support and that it's really important that we almost like a little PSA announcement at the beginning of this conversation to, to make sure all of you listening know that to speak up or share anything about your personal story in public is really something you want to do once you have a greater understanding of yourself, first and foremost, your whole like kind of journey, what you're facing, how you're facing it, and really have all of those ducks in a row before you end up doing something that could be potentially re-traumatizing, really. So I'm excited to explore, you know, this journey with you today and, and think about how we can navigate sharing stories in safe, empowering ways. Yeah. Any thoughts about that just to get us going? Yeah. And Rachel, I think absolutely what you said is really, really important to me. And, you know, I'm, I am out here, I'm speaking, I've written books, I've just published a magazine. Um, I have a charity, but it's also really important for me to say I haven't done any of that without a lot of therapy and support I don't advise anyone to speak up or share anything in public about their personal story until they have a greater understanding of them their journey and what they're facing in their world and how they're facing it really so um, mm. if anyone's listening thinking yeah I want to get out there I just want you to, to stop for a minute and have a look at where you're at in your life because considering this um, is really important because it could cripple your world if you speak up and out too soon and I know that because here I am uh, at 50 years old um, and I've only been speaking out five years I was um, you know I spent years and years and years in and out of therapy not just one form of therapy I've done an A to Z of therapy so I have got a rounded picture uh, and a very stable base to be here um and even that you know even though I've done all that you know the first time I spoke out it was scary and I was really nervous because you're letting out years and years and years of trauma and uh you kind of get to the point where you just think oh you know have I done the right thing mm -hmm. but with the support around me that very grounding space around me has allowed me to sort of grow and of course we live in a virtual world um with social media and unfortunately people do troll and they do uh they do judge you I I I couldn't care less actually what people think but 20 years ago I'd have been more traumatized about yeah. that 
um, than, uh, you know, than my story because I'd have felt very judged and now I just don't care. So I think the looking at that whole picture and going, okay, well, look, you know, yes, great, share your story, but, you know, do you have to do it on a big scale? Could it be with your friend? Could it be writing it down in a letter? Could it be doing um, doing it through creative arts? Could it be, you know, speaking to a family member and then seeing a therapist and then growing from there? So, you know, <clears throat> I am out there and I am, I do a lot in the media here and actually I have done a lot across the globe as well. Um, but be ready. You need to be standing on strong on your legs. You know, my key mm. word is actually always strong, be strong. And I, and I mean that mentally, physically, and emotionally. So I do work very hard to be strong every day. I go to the gym for 90 minutes. Um, and I see that as sanity, not vanity for the world <laughs> that I live in. I dig that Emma Jane. Yeah. You know, um, something that comes to mind as I hear you sharing is I think the next level, which is, I love the list of the ways that you just gave us for speaking out. Oftentimes, you know, people who've experienced trauma will feel called to be advocates, allies, public speakers, and sometimes they're not, and there's no shame in that, right? Like you don't have to tell your story in a very public way. Um, there are lots of different avenues for speaking your truth. Um, so no pressure there, <laughs> no pressure there. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and there's kind of like different levels of preparedness that you need based on the different levels or ways that you might be sharing your experience with someone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's just very important. I never advise anyone to go out into the media stand on a big, the first event I did, I did a small event and then I was thrown onto a stage where, where there was 450 people in the audience um, at a football stadium here in the UK uh -huh. I, was I was nervous really terrified but I was ready for it yeah. um, and I could deal with the fact that I was nervous you know halfway through my speech I just stopped and I said look guys I'm so so sorry this is really the big first biggest event I've done sharing my story could you just bear with me and the room just went mm. I had that I had the experience and the strength to be able to do that instead of just standing there reading, 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 shoving through, through it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could use it, you know, I was able to present as well. Yeah. I love that. Uh, a question we often get to is just in general, do I have to tell anyone, <laughs> right? Do I have to speak about it at all in order to heal? What do you think about that? I, I, I think that's a really important point. <clears throat> um, but I think it's, it's not necessarily being in the public eye. I think it is very important to speak to somebody who you feel confident with. Um, and you, that could be a therapist. It could be your best friend. It could be your family member, or it could just be someone that you've met along the way um, in your own journey that you feel comfortable with. But it doesn't need to have to be more than one person. You don't have to do it on a great scale. It could just be someone you feel safe with. And the reason I think I strongly believe we need to get it out of us is because the silence that we own and share is the perpetrators. It is the our abusers silence. It is their wrong. And by suppressing it mm -hmm. and having that fear and shame around us is constantly pulling us down pulling survivors down, pulling victims down. And by letting it out, it allows it to be freer 
even if it takes some while to heal from it and it allows you to remember that every step going forward is a step away from that silence mm. so the perpetrator's silence the perpetrator violating a child sexually abusing sexually abusing raping raping children um for their own satisfaction gratification whatever words that you want to use that violation is not the victims it's not the survivors and they need to take that forward and remember that this this isn't their fault Mm -hmm. and I truly believe the way they can do that is by getting it out does that make sense oh it makes total sense yeah you know in the beyond surviving program we do things kind of step by step and one of the things that we work a lot with is shame and really getting shame placed where it belongs just as you've named it's not ours it's the person who made the choice it's the person who caused the harm and I find that doing that work of kind of making sure that that shame has been placed supports then sharing a narrative and then the narrative just kind of brings it all home (laughs) right kind of a it is just another layer another way of saying this is not me this is not mine this is an experience that I've had and here are the people who are responsible for that experience but yeah one of my um, mentors friends guides in this journey Donna Jensen just very simply says telling is healing and you know whether it's through writing or expression you know as we've been naming here that you know finding that safe space and for to be honest y'all so I had to start with just telling myself (laughs) I couldn't even get it out to other people I had to just start saying it out loud to myself this is what happened this is what I experienced this is how I feel about that journaling about it Um, and then eventually you know being able to share it with a therapist and then share it with others and then of course today where it's just it's just, it's just what's so right every time I go to a party what do you do there it is <laughs> right yeah oh, well so. and I think do you know what and I think you know to your point there um just going back to what you were saying about you know by sharing it is telling the story is healing but of course there was also um for years for many of my years I didn't even know that that was not supposed to happen right I didn't even know yeah. that that was illegal <laughs> because as child as children back in I'm, I'm I was born in 1972 you know the education we had on these conversations right. sharing them uh, physical relationships sex it was it wasn't you know it wasn't ad- anywhere close as advanced as it is today so I had no clue because I wasn't aware what was right or wrong. It was only later in my years. And I think, you know, personally, I know that I had a delayed onset of maturity because I was so held back by what had happened to me as a child. And I really hadn't understood or appreciated that what was happened was wrong. So when that penny dropped, and of course, as we know, you know, our brains don't fully develop until then, sort of in their late teens, early 20s. So I was, I was textbook, you know, going through um, all my trauma, childhood trauma, um, all the disorders and addictions that followed me from that um, late teens, early 20s. That's when everything started to sort of Mm. come home to me um, and the reality of what had happened. That's when the penny dropped, right? And then that's when I was like, okay, I, I was, you know, self-sabotaging myself and had been for years and then I was like right I'm gonna go and move away live in Spain drank myself through Spain came back and got a therapist 
because I realized <laughs> that I realized then that I needed yeah. help and I right. was like the time has come the time has come but also you know I threw myself into therapy I threw myself into business and they kind of worked parallel mm. you know my journey went forward and I you know and I was actually okay I, I thought and I never never in a billion years did I think I'd be speaking out writing books publishing magazines um and and all these wonderful things being here and, and having this conversation I never I never never set out to do that you know yeah um, I never set out to um do all the things that I've done today but now it feels like the right thing to be doing mm. and I'm proud to have got the opportunity to be here yeah. to do that well I'm so glad yeah I can very much relate to that I often say like I was just trying to get my shit together <laughs> yes yeah and then it became the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and then lo and behold here I am and as you say right it's in alignment it feels like the right place to be and I'm so glad that you are here and and sharing your voice and sharing your experience because we have so much to learn um especially on this topic of how to become strong and where to find our strength to speak out and how to prepare for that so let's just take a little quick break and then when we come back let's get into some of the nitty-gritty of like what you would really like people to know about how to make sure that they're they're set up for success before they tell their story so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back are you ready to take charge of your brain and kick PTSD to the curb then check out my 28-day boot camp for the brain, five foundations for healing your nervous system. This is a self-study virtual program for survivors of sexual abuse that blends cutting-edge neuroscience and kick-ass brain-boosting exercises, all expertly designed to teach you in a down-to-earth way the fundamentals for retraining the brain, healing the nervous system, and feeling in charge of your life again. And right now you can get this program for a limited time at $47, $50 off the usual price. I also have a pay what you can program. So nothing should hold you back and stop you from taking advantage of this beautiful course that's been wonderfully designed to focus on healing you from the inside out, starting with the brain and nervous system. Go to rachelgrantcoaching.com slash bootcamp to get started today. Now back to our show. All right, welcome back everyone. I'm here with Emma Jane Taylor and um, let's get into some of this nitty gritty. So what is the advice that you um, would offer anyone who's thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm, I've come out of denial. I'm ready to start speaking about this and I wanna come out you know, to some people in my life or maybe even on a platform. What are some of the things that they should be keeping in mind and making sure they have in place first? I think it's really um important for us to understand why we want to speak up and out and I I mean what's your take home what's your key message you know why do you want to even get on a stage why do you want to be public um why do you want to tell your friend what do you want to gain why do you want to go and see therapists and it's having a plan and I think not just on this conversation in life that's an important factor of um our development um, and obviously I do work in that space as well as a, as a behavior change mentor and trainer. What's my take home? What are my key messages? Why am I doing this? You know, so I would first of all, just lay that out three things. What am I, what, what's my take home? What do I want 
my audience to take home? What do I want to take home from my therapy? What's my key message for standing on that stage? What's my key message today with my therapist or my friend or in my letter? Um, and be clear about that because <clears throat> is it, people get on a stage and I've seen, I've seen it happen time and time again and they come off and they don't really know why they went on in the first place. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. And what just happened? In fact, mm -hmm. I was at an event recently mm -hmm. and this woman was just waffling on the stage and I felt desperately sorry for her because she clearly hadn't been briefed. She hadn't been looked after. She was sharing some very powerful stuff and her story was incredible. And I was hooked on her story. But afterwards, she clearly was just like, I don't know what I've just done. I don't know what I've just done. And I don't know why I was stood there. And I, and I didn't like to say, well, you know, I kind of felt that, but I was just saying, I think I said, look, it'd be, you know, it's really great to see you out there next time. It'd be really great to know um, what your take home was from that. She said, oh, mm. yeah, good point, really good point. Um, so always start at the end. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think it's really critical in the, you know, kind of game plan strategy that we work on in Beyond Surviving. That is exactly it. Step number one, why? And why being very completely detached from anybody else? Like it can't be influenced by someone. So like, I don't want to tell if you're, if your reason for telling is because I want them to apologize or I want them to even understand me, like those things are outside of our choice. So I want to have impact. I want to, you know, stand up in my own power I want to speak my truth I want to you know inspire and you know that's a little outside of our choice but it can be in there in the context of public speaking um, and I love that and it sounds like the other piece of the puzzle for you is really having a lot of great like nervous system regulation tools grounding like real a lot of capacity to like sit in your story without it being re-traumatizing because ultimately that like ends up taking an audience on that journey with you which is what which instead what we really want to try to convey is you know the healing part of the experience yeah would you agree with that or would you you add anything to that Oh, somehow you got muted. Let me just get you unmuted. I have never, I have never cried on stage. I've had tears in my eyes. Um, one of the things <clears throat> I've done a lot of over my life is cry. Um, and yeah. I'm a, genuinely a happy person. I, I've, I've, I've gone through lots of difficulties, disorders, and addictions over my life. Um, I haven't needed, you know, I haven't gone through depression. I think I have been depressed throughout some of my life. Obviously, mm. I've had PTSD. I've had CPTSD. Um, and, but I, I have always sort of tried to keep a positive view on the difficult times. So even when I was a young person, I just, well, I was a young person, I couldn't do that. So there was a lot of darkness. There was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of crying. And even though, like I say, I'm not, um, <clears throat> I'm not a, uh, 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 I'm not a depressed person as such depression was um, around me with darkness and this kind of like I wasn't suicidal but I didn't really want to live the life I was living because I was just drinking and taking drugs and substances and you know right. everything I could to 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 sabotage check so, out yeah mm -hmm. so to check out so you know <clears throat> so I was going through all, all, all those troubles and there was a lot of tears up through that time because as you're starting to come through trauma understanding like I say the penny dropped in my 20s um so over those years of, of healing and therapy and recovering there was lots of tears there was lots of sadness 
lots of trying to work things out, lots of trying to understand, like putting a puzzle together. Um, and, and now in my, as a 50 year old woman, you know, I was in my forties when I first started speaking I went and I'd gone through all that therapy. One of the things I didn't want to do <clears throat> as a speaker, a motivational speaker <laughs> was to stand on stage crying. Mm. Um, of course, there are moments when you first start speaking out where it's overwhelming and there were tears in my eyes as I was sharing stories. And I think that that's, for me, that's an acceptable part of the development of you as a person and the journey. Um, and I and I don't think there's nothing wrong with crying, right? It was just that that's not what I wanted to share as a speaker, mm -hmm. as a motivational speaker, as someone giving other people hope. I wanted to be the strong woman. so. I took that as my word strength and I took that into everything that I do so when I get on a stage when I write when I do blogs when I magazine when I when I'm like here on a podcast I want to be able to share my strength authentically yeah and yeah. I couldn't have done that 10 years ago I couldn't have done that 15 20 years ago I just couldn't have done but over, since since I was 45 so five six years ago I've been able to move into that space of strengths you know and it wasn't easy it was like step by step step by step step by step so I would say that there definitely have been times where it's been <clears throat> emotional um but when you are doing any kind of motivational story it's not about standing in the in your space feeling vulnerable any more vulnerable than you need to be feeling about how you can give back in, in at that moment I've been in an audience where people have been crying because they've known me and mm. they're, they're they're upset by what they're hear, hearing uh, hearing um <clears throat> one of them was my my parents were there and I was really upset because mm. I saw my dad crying mm. and I quickly went to the other side of the right. room <laughs> <laughs> look away <laughs> yeah I found it he, was getting, he got his hanky out mm. and, oh, and then my brother was behind him and he got his hanky out and yeah. of course it you know it, it hits everybody but yeah. I think you know for me it's like there's been a lot of tears there's a lot of emotion but if you're stepping forward you want to make sure I feel like so grateful for the people who've to given me my foundation and my structures is mm -hmm. through the therapy because I can stand as that woman at the top of that um that that tower feeling strong about the messages that I want to share and like I say there's nothing wrong with crying but yeah. it's in a space where you feel safe not where you feel vulnerable yeah right Oh, I think that's just really beautiful what you're sharing there. And and something I was really struck by um, was this kind of place of what you called authentic strength, because I know for myself and for so many of us who go through childhood abuse um, and traumas, there there is this kind of um, pseudo strength, right? The, the place in which we are like kind of making it through life. We're kind of using a force of will to get through things. But it, this authentic strength is very different. It's a little bit quiet right and it is just kind of like the solidity and I, I love that distinction that you're making for us and helping us to understand that you know have that kind of strength as your foundation um, as, as the thing that you stand upon to support you in telling your story and sharing your truth mm -hmm. yeah absolutely 100 percent so you wrote a book speaking of wise and motivation <laughs> so, yes. um yeah tell us a little bit more about don't hold back okay so um don't hold back was my debut book I have I'm in the middle of 
Well, I've written my second book, but I'm just, I've got writer's block. So that could be a long more, a, a long time. So it was really, <clears throat> I, one of the first parts of me speaking up in healing was to share my story. And it had been picked up by the media here in the UK, national press here in the UK. <clears throat> um, but I wanted to put my own spin on it, but not mm. in a book. And I, you know, there's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of um reference books so self-help books and they're all brilliant um but I didn't want it just to be about my story and I think the trouble is if you are going to be a speaker if you are going to be a, a person out in the public you need to be credible and that mm -hmm. means that you've got to put some stuff out there so when I first started writing my book my friend Simon Koenig he's a he's a he's a well-known author here in the UK and I said to him oh I, do, I just don't know what I'm doing with this uh you know, the first bit of the, when you talk about yourself, he said, well, EJ, you just need to get your story in there because I wanted to be, because I do a lot of mentoring, I wanted the book to be sort of motivational, helpful for people. And so I put the story in there and I shared it with him. And it was literally like, hi, I'm Emma Jane. I've gone through some uh, traumatic experiences as a child. These have allowed me to now be who I am doing what I'm doing. He's like, no, 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 EJ, that's not going to cut any ice. <laughs> and you need to tell your story so I then put it out there a little bit more and he's like no 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 you need to tell your story so one night I just started writing and I did I've done this a lot over my life start writing and sharing and writing and sharing crying deleting writing crying deleting da, 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 just mm. and then suddenly I was like I can't stop so I got my uh <clears throat> my intro out there and he was like well that's it that's it you know you, you, people need to People need to believe you as a person. Um, and unless you're out there and honest, not everyone's going to know, right? I mean, the world's a big place. And so I kind of got it out that way. And so the book is really, it's all about sharing my my journey mm -hmm. um, from the trauma of being sexually abused as a child to being abandoned and rejected by my biological father. And so what I want to do is offer hope and insight into the power of, the human spirit to overcome adversity and trauma so it, the book is full of practical tools possibilities that readers have found much hope with and inspirational from you can have it as a as a workbook there's some pages in there you can have workbooks and uh yeah I mean obviously well I had to share my my experiences mm -hmm. um to a degree um so the first bit may be uncomfortable reading but that's only a few pages and then my story is sort of linked through the book Mm -hmm. but it's it's a it's a motivational tool book so uh it's a book that people can reference and actually I know I've known a couple of people who aren't survivors of child sex abuse and they have read it and found it very helpful as well because I talk about boundaries and having you know I give everybody a toolkit you create your own toolkit oh man we need that we got to have some tools <laughs> it's so important and just the title itself for me is really powerful don't hold back you right whatever that is and whatever place in your life where you're feeling that sense of hitting up against a wall or wanting to make yourself small instead expand go forward go for it and one of the ways that you are expanding is by getting up in the face of the government 
yes <laughs> going to parliament come on Imogen I love that wow so I am just cheering you on and championing that effort um and the the ways that, I mean we have to influence from the top down in so many ways to create social cultural change yeah anything that you've been kind of any takeaways from that experience so far anything you've been learning or noticing from engaging in that on that level the more the higher up you go the more people you engage with the more networking you do and the more credible people um credible you become to people so you, you become a person um mm. and actually you know there's a lot long long way for me to go but actually just sort of making those little steps I never thought again that I would be interested in moving into any kind of po pol political world but actually it's we we are as a society across the globe governed by this blanket of leaders mm -hmm. it's like there's us and then on the outside of the world there's like this this big parachute covering us of leaderships and they are manipulating our our journeys mm -hmm. um and so you know we know the raw facts about child sexual abuse we know the raw facts about what isn't being done, what should be being done. The priorities for this conversation aren't anywhere close to where they should be. And we need different thought processes. You know, I took a petition to Parliament to get um, the governments to support survivors of child sex abuse in the workplace. Because, mm -hmm. again, as we know, you know, most people in their sort of late teens, early 20s were just starting to be... Uh, <clears throat> understanding the trauma um and that's the time when they're going into the workplace and then clearly if they're not being supported then it can suppress them as employees right. and if you have a suppressed employee and I know that because I've been there we've all been there mm -hmm. then um it's not going to help them flourish and if they're not flourishing to their full capacity your businesses aren't going to be succeeding as they need to so you know, it's a work in yeah. hand and glove relationship and it, it can only be win-win if everyone works together and employees are supported and employers are understanding the importance of these conversations. So little by little, I step forward and I meet people, I make, um, I make myself go into meetings, I get myself into meetings and I'm there and I'm a face and, um, and that, that now is really important because actually it's all right all of us doing this groundwork right mm, we're doing a lot mm. of groundwork down here um but without the leaders yeah making the changes with us it's a hard it's an uphill struggle for sure I uh, mean well I'm I'm inspired by you and <laughs> I am glad that there are voices like yours um speaking whispering shoving maybe <laughs> <laughs> people around up there because we do need it we need that awareness and that kind of top-down um impact for sure one of the things as we start to wrap up um a quote that i found on your website too positive to be doubtful too optimistic to be fearful and too determined to be defeated now it's pretty self-explanatory but <laughs> I still would love to hear, like, if you just give us a little more of a glimpse of like, what was that born out of? Why is that, you know, so important to you? Yeah. And again, I think that goes back to um, all the days that I've understood what my trauma meant for me. 
and like I said I didn't ever think I'd be here having this conversation so you know as a positive person I take that forward so there is no doubt and anything that comes in that's an, an uncertainty I try to turn it into a positive or learn from it so I can make adaptations so nothing comes in that isn't good and I take that in all of my life. There's nothing out there mm. coming in that isn't good for us. It's just having the right mindset to put your positive spin on it. Um, too optimistic to be fearful. Um, there's always ways to look at things. There's always way to challenge conversations. Um, always consider the better options. And like I say, the stuff coming in, it doesn't have to be, oh, that's awful that's never mm-hmm. going to happen it's like well actually that's awful but let's look at how we can make that better to support the next person or educate the next people so they don't go through it um and too determined to be defeated well you know uh, all survivors of child sexual abuse are the strongest people i know mm-hmm. um to that uh, but we need them to know that yeah. and um i i'll never be defeated because i will never uh, not have a solution um Mm. even even no no one can bring you down unless you feel that you want to take on that um that sinking ship I'm not prepared to do that so when something comes in that isn't right if something goes wrong there's always a way to twist that around I mean you know it's a lot of people find this stuff you know psychological babble but it's it's really not if you have that mindset so you know I get up every day I go to the gym I do 90 minutes at the gym that's my breakfast mm-hmm. um <laughs> in those 90 minutes I have succeeded in doing a lot of work mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and not just in my office but in my head and, and getting into the right place um yeah I mean you know I run a business that it doesn't always go right there's a lot of yeah. things that come in that go wrong but it's like well I don't attack it with like oh I attack it with like, right, okay, let's learn from that. Let's take yeah. that forward so we don't make that mistake again. And that's what that was kind of born out of, really. Oh, thanks for unpacking that for us because it's powerful as it is, but even just to hear the layers and the nuances of what that really represents and what that means, um, I think that that's it's just a blessing and for everyone to really absorb today. Emma Jane, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your heart and your spirit with us. And um, thank you for the courage that you have found and the strength that you have found to be a voice um, in this battle against this, um, you know, epidemic that is childhood sexual trauma. And uh, for those of you listening, want to learn more about Emma Jane, you can check her out at ImmaJaneTaylor.com. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, And as always, thank you everybody for tuning in and joining joining us here. Um, If you'd like to make a donation in support of the podcast, you can do so at bit.ly slash beyond surviving podcast donation. And then pop on over to rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and check out the resources that are there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and then come back next time because we have so much more to share. And until then, take good care of you.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.